Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. Glad to have you on board today. We are salivating. Salivating at this point. This evening cannot get here quick enough. I am uh, I am dreaming of football. I've been dreaming of football. Uh, today is the day with everything that's been going on and all the charity events and all the running around and all the stuff that I've been doing. And then obviously last night we were on the road doing the huddle. Tonight is the day. Today after I get off the air, uh, I got to go do some a little run around for like an errand. But that's for me. It's not anything to do with work or charities. I got nothing. Tonight, sitting out back on the patio. I got some. I got my grill going on. I got my meats from Paul Robert Specialty Meats because we're going to do some uh, uh, Al Capone roast tonight, and I'm going to sit back, relax, and I'm going to watch the game. And I'm going to be thinking of this guy, Paul Charchian, guru, God among men, walks among us, doing fantasy football. Charch is on the phone. Charch, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> That's great. Um, okay. What is the Al Capone cut? What are you What are you talking about? What is that? The Al Capone roast is, it's got some Genoa ham. It's got mozzarella. It's got pounded out beef, tenderloin. It's got uh, some, uh, it's got pepperoni. It's They pound that thing out. They roll it all up, put a string around it, slice it into like a big roast, and then you put it on the grill and you watch that thing become a big gooey mess. You take the string oh. off, you cut it open, and it's fantastic. Oh, my God. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, is it gr- do they grind those things up, or are they all still sort of intact and they just manage no, to No, they're all intact. intact. They slice they slice everything, pound out the tenderloin. They slice mm-hmm. everything, and then when you lay it on top of the tenderloin, you take it and then you roll it up and then put a string wow. around it. You, you sit it on its end, and you grill it. Oh, my God. It is just a it's – it's a mouth orgy is what it is. It's a mouth orgy, <laughs> Charge. I've it's, never it's, heard of the Al Capone cut, yeah. but – Man, am I totally in? I just Google. I'm Googling it now. Oh, oh yeah. my God, it looks amazing. Yeah. Now yep. that's mozzarella. That's mozzarella running through the interior of that. Oh, that looks yeah. good. Yeah, man, yeah, it's, it's um, fantastic. Will you make that for me? Uh, I might even bring you some of the Al Capone sauce. You know what I'll do is when I come up uh, on on Sunday, I'll bring you some of the Al Capone sausage as well because they put it all in a sausage too. Oh, you can grill it on like a brat. Really. All right, so yeah. they put it somehow in a casing, in a brat casing. Yes. Oh, that sounds yeah. that sounds amazing. I'm very yep. interested in that. All right, game on, my man. All right. Uh, I think I think Roxy can on. maybe eat like half. That's it because they're yeah, so big. I know, right? You, you'll you'll <laughs> clean sure. up the mess. That's for sure. Game on. You are right. God, we are back to football. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm Thank excited. Exactly. I'm excited now. You know, we've been talking about what we think's going to happen for you know two months or whatever the whole off season. Now we get to find out all the things we're totally wrong about. We all love our fantasy teams right now. Bill Michaels, you love your fantasy team. We all think we're brilliant. The draft went, you know, the way we wanted to go. We're all really excited about that. And then like midday, Sunday, three o'clock, we're like, oh, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I thought I had this thing all figured out. Nah, maybe not. That's okay, though. Very excited for uh, the start. See, this is a tricky matchup, Bill, tonight's game. Yep. Well, you tell me, Matthew Stafford, would you start him with the elbow issues? You know, the elbow doesn't worry me right now. Um, and I, I, I think until we find out that it's worse than it is, I'm, I'm okay with that. But you know what I am worried about? I'm worried about a great Bills defense that allowed the fewest passing yards per game last year, the fewest passing touchdowns. I mean, think about this, Bill. They gave up 12 passing touchdowns on the year. 12. Mm-hmm. 
that's like a three game stretch for the Vikings. I mean, that's, you know, that's amazing. They, um, Tredavious Wright won't be ready to play for this game. Their star cornerback, but they didn't have him for half of last year and they didn't matter. And then they dumped the first round pick into cornerback. And so they might not even miss a beat there. It's a, uh, it's a tricky matchup. I think the over under, this is 52, which I think is way too high. This is a, is a tricky spot for Josh Allen to maybe, um, bring it all up. I'm sorry. We were talking about the Rams side tricky spot for, uh, Matthew Stafford to bring it all together against a defense that's just this good top to bottom, even with Cooper Cup. So let's get into it because I got people all over to join here wanting uh, questions. Okay, I've got Robert Woods or MVS. So MVS is my favorite dart throw of the week, particularly a wide receiver. Love love what he might be able to do here. You got to pick your spots with him. You guys know. Right, he's run mm-hmm. straight, run fast, and you hope you come up with a you hope you you know that he connect on a long ball. But this Arizona defense is so bad on paper. Anyway, they lost their best pass rusher, Chandler Jones. They lost their best cornerback, Robert Alford, in the offseason. Didn't replace him with anybody. A deeply flawed secondary. Last, their starting cornerbacks last year had Pro Football Focus ratings of 80th and 109th. This is a this is a great opportunity. If you got to pick like you got to pick one of these MVS spots, or you know, like you know, once every three or four games, he's going to connect on the deep bomb. This feels like the right one. I uh, got another one here: Acres or Sutton in a PPR. So again, with tonight's game, I don't like it. I don't like anybody to live up to the billing in tonight's game. Um, Cam Acres is going to split time with Daryl Henderson in all probability. Acres, of course, trying to come off the Achilles injury and be the first player in NFL history to successfully return to productivity off the torn Achilles. And I, I want to see it first. Remember, they also lost Andrew Whitworth from their offensive line. That's a you know, non-trivial loss. Buffalo run defense is it's good. It's not great. It's good. But I'm I'm worried Cam Akers is not going to ultimately end up in a position where he's able to cobble together much of a game here. So, you know, I, I think every, I, you know, again, the, the betting line I think is wrong on this. These are, these are two really good offenses. I get it, but they're even better defenses. And I, I'm worried about a lot of players tonight. Uh, this one PPR pick one Bateman, Gabe Davis, or Jalen Waddle. Well, you know, I mentioned earlier, Gabriel Davis worries me. And I know last last time we saw Gabriel Davis was the divisional round of the playoffs when he put up 200 yards and four touchdowns. But tricky matchup against the Rams secondary, including cornerback David Long and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this is a it's a really tough spot for Davis. So I'm not as keen on Davis as, as a lot of other people are. And I'm, I've got a little bit more worry than, than others might. Jalen Waddell's got a really fascinating matchup. New England secondary last year was really good, but they lost J.C. Jackson. That is a big loss. Their best cornerback. And here's Waddle, 4-3 speed, who lined up in the slot on half of his plays last year. The slot cornerback for the Patriots is a guy named Miles Bryant, who's a 4-6 cornerback. That is a huge difference in this game. So mm-hmm. I like Jalen Waddle. Looks like he's healthy enough to go here, and I'd, I'd give him a start. Uh, caller called in and said Kareem Hunt or Ron, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And uh, just yeah. you know the uh, running back to use. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson's fascinating. What's going on with, with the, uh, the Patriots, Bill? So right. last year, it was a one-two punch with Damian Harris getting most of the most of the work and then getting relieved by r- rookie Ramondre Stevenson. 
Now, the fact that as a rookie, Stevenson even saw the field in a Bill Belichick offense was very promising. Now, even though they showed nothing in the preseason, everybody close to their team, all the porters, everybody that follows the team, thinks, speculates that Stevenson is going to be the lead back and that he's going to be the pass-catching back that this team does not have on roster anymore now that James White has retired and Brandon Bolden has gone, uh, has gone to Las Vegas. So if you believe the speculation, and I do, we're starting Ramondre Stevenson against Miami. Uh, well, there you have it. And that, he said that with an emphatic stamp on that particular statement right there. I like that. I like how you yeah, feel about uh, this. Now, I, I can ask, sense can, the excitement can we talk, in your talk, voice. Thank you. And I am excited. I'm excited about our game, your Packers against my Vikings. Give me the, just a quick injury update. What do you know about Jenkins, Bakhtiari, Tunyon, and Lazard? Tunyon was back at practice, looks good. Jenkins and uh, Bakhtiari both are practicing 11-on-11 uh, 11 drills today, which is a good sign that they're going to play. And mm-hmm. Lazard, I'm waiting to find out if he's going to be on the practice field. Did not practice yesterday. Looked to be just uh, sprinting, but not sprinting with any kind of real effort on the sideline the other day. Yeah. And and my my guesstimation would be, yeah, probably probably not going to play, but we'll have to wait and see. All right. All right. Well, that offensive line could sure it's a great news for your offensive line. If, if you can get uh, if you can get Bakhtiari and Elkin Jenkins back, that's that's absolutely huge. It could really literally change the outcome of the game. If those guys come right. back and play. Yep. No doubt. Uh, let's see here real quick. Uh, got a couple more. This is uh, Stafford or Matt Ryan week one matchup. Well, yeah, like I told you, I'm, I'm nervous about Stafford. Am I ready to go all the way right. to Matt Ryan? Yeah, I, I realize it's a Houston, it's a game against Houston, which feels really tantalizing. And I, you know, I, I can understand the temptation here, but I'm not quite ready to go that far. I've got them ranked 15 and 16, so they're right by each other. But I'm going to lean Stafford for safety in part because <laughs> the court last year when Indianapolis faced Houston twice, Bill, the combined score of those games was 62 to three. Mm-hmm. They didn't have. They ran the ball all the game. They ran the ball all game long. They didn't even have to pass. I'm a little bit worried that Matt Ryan. This is going to be a very run-heavy game for the Indianapolis Colts against Houston. Very possible. Uh, got a couple here. This one is from me. I got to ask you this because Debo Samuel oh, is coming back from that injury, uh, and he is finally back at practice. Uh, so, and then I had another one uh, that said, "With Van Jefferson out, do I go Debo Samuel or Chris Godwin?" Oddly enough, I have both of those guys in my fantasy. So, which one would you be starting since he has Van Jefferson out at the flex position? Would you go Chris Godwin or Debo Samuel? I, Van Jefferson's hurt to the point that I don't think he's going to play tonight. And if he does, then even if he does, it's like I mentioned before, very tough matchup against the Bills. So I would punt on that. Debo Samuel's 100% in. He's my number one ranked wide receiver this week. He destroyed the Bears last year for 170 yards, and that's coming again. This Bears secondary is still very, very much a work in progress. Um, And then, you know, for Godwin, you're going to have to take a wait and see on him, and you may have to flex him out if he does not end up playing. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, Actually, today, did not practice today either. So you're going to have to keep an eye on that one, Bill. And you may have to flex Godwin out for one of your other players. And that's uh, that's an emerging situation here. But, yeah, don't believe Van Jefferson will be playing tonight. So you'll want to make – in fact, 
I've checked that. He's just been ruled out. And that came down in the last few minutes. So he is ruled out of this game. Yeah. Uh, This one, uh, Aaron Jones or Kareem Hunt? Well, I'm going to start Aaron Jones every game, I mean, over Kareem Hunt. Uh, But it'll be interesting, fascinating to see how, you know, what the usage is. Everybody thinks A.J. Dillon's going to have a bigger role this year. I do, too. But Aaron Jones is a special back, and particularly if Lazard doesn't go, Jones could be sitting on eight targets in this game. Doesn't that feel like, you know, couldn't he be sitting on an eight-target game? Yep. I could see that scenario, and I, I want a piece of that. I think they're going to spread the ball around. I, I really do. I think they're going to wait and see who actually kind of develops into a a, a a dependable receiver, we'll say, and then kind of go from there. I just don't see them coming out and firing the ball continually to Sammy Watkins the way he did to Devontae Adams. I just I think they're going to move no. it all over the place. So you could see, and he's one. And let's be honest. I mean, Aaron Jones developed into a really nice receiving back out of the backfield. And yeah. he's got sure hands as well, and he's also a familiar piece for Aaron Rodgers. So it would not shock me at all if, indeed, Aaron Rodgers went to him on numerous occasions in this contest. Um, well, uh, you, know, you, know the bit, you, you know the bit on Sammy Watkins with the week one blow-ups, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it, it feels like, you know, it's, cliche, it's like such a cliche for him, but it feels like it's absolutely in play here. There's, I could see a very real scenario where Sammy Watkins last three his last three week ones combined. So last year's week one, last year's week one, the year before that, year before that, week ones combined, twenty one catches, almost four hundred yards and three touchdowns for Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins. And that you know, it's a little bit random and fluky, but if Lazard doesn't go, then Sammy Watkins hits the field as Aaron Rodgers' most reliable wide receiver target. Yeah. Uh, and and you know we're all we all know. Look between him, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard, none of them have been able to stay healthy consistently. So no, you're no. really going to be relying on these young guys to step up and step up rather quick. Uh, last one here for you. Our buddy Steve says uh, Zach Ertz or Irv Smith. Um, we think Zach Ertz is going to play. I wouldn't go Irv Smith because he missed the whole training camp with a broken thumb, and it just got back to practice for Minnesota. It's unclear how much confidence they have in his ability to catch. So I, I would show, I'd show, I think we can't, we can't start Irv Smith until we know that he's in a position where he can catch five passes in a game. And I, I don't know that that's the case yet. Let's hope, let's hope, uh, let's hope Zach Ertz plays in this game. It probably does. Give me real quick the litmus test as to the level of confidence in Minneapolis. It's nobody knows. We've never rolled into a season history of our organization. We've never rolled into a season knowing less about what we've got in a new coaching staff or any coaching staff. So, you know, we, Kevin O'Connell's got this, the pretty thin resume, you know, much like Matt LaFleur had when he came there, the pretty thin resume only was a play caller for uh, one season. And that was like 2017. And, you know, we just, then they didn't play any starters all season. Bill, we don't know mm-hmm. all preseason. We don't. We have no idea. Neither do you, by the way. You, right. your, your coaching staff doesn't know either. We don't know schematically what to expect. We pretty much know who our starter players are, and we know their talents, but this is a new 3-4 defense. Remember all the growing pains your Packers had, whatever it was, eight years ago when you flipped to a 3-4? I, yep. think, I think that could happen here. That first half of the season – teams had a lot of success against your defense but then it came together as everybody got the new bit that might be the case here and i'm i 
I still think your Packers get the benefit of the doubt um, on, on in terms of who's going to win because there's just so many variables from Minnesota and your team's got the pedigree. It's got Aaron Rodgers. So your team's got, you know, I, I think your team is probably going to win, but there's so many wild cards with these Vikings. And if they play, if they play to the talent level of the offense, this should be a top five offense. And now we, you know, Vikings can go win games just by outscoring opponents. Charge will be live at the Ewing Hotel right after the game. If you uh, feel uh, inclined to do so after your show, come on over, man. I would love to do that. That wouldn't that right, be buddy. fun. What about what about a Sunday? What? Why can't we slip it? Why can't we slip into Manny's at eight o'clock? At uh, on Sunday night? Yeah. Um, when are you I, done? You might have, you, you might have talked me into it. I shouldn't have to talk you hard into yeah, it. Just I, let me know. No, no, I was gonna I was gonna bring beef to you, but no, yeah, Manny's. Yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. Make, make it rise, get, We'll do it. We'll, we'll bring beef to you when you go to Manny's. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a have a great right. weekend. I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. There you go. Paul Charchi and joining us with fantasy football. Good stuff from the charge. We're starting to feel like football, although I want the weather to stay warm. <laughs> We're starting to feel like football. I'm enjoying it. I really am enjoying it. Just salivating for it. Hey, I want to say thanks to our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Buzzard which I had one of the suggestions was to go out to lacrosse. Do the show live at a Buzzard Billy's. As a matter of fact, we may do that. Who knows? But uh, Buzzard Billy's in Lacrosse, a big supporter of the uh, motorcycle ride. Can't say thanks enough to them. And uh, love the food out there. Love the food at Buzzard Billy's. Head upstairs to the Starlight Lounge. It's like somewhere in the 50s and 60s, time just stopped. And it's a really cool place. Both places just awesome. Check them out out in Lacrosse. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, um, I talk about it all the time. And as John, who had texted me a little earlier, uh, a friend of a friend texted me and said, you know, if you're going to do any away game broadcast, uh, you need to start uh, against Tampa Bay uh, at Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. Uh, we, you know, I, I will probably do a huddle there too this year. So I'll find out, but uh, you're right. I'm one of the best sports bars around, not just uh, in Milwaukee, but in the state of Wisconsin. One of the best is a Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. They run shuttles to the Packers games. They run buses out to the uh, Badger games. They run buses to Milwaukee Bucks games, Marquette games, UWM games, Admirals games, concerts, Brewers games, all over the place. Great place, downtown Milwaukee. There is nothing better than our friends at Stenny's. They have been with us a long time, and that is positively the best. And you talk about food, man. They have really upped their game um, regarding the food. So, man, they're good stuff. Really, really good stuff. So, Ben, do we have music for this, or is it just us? Oh, we have music. Then fire it up. We've got our picks. Picks via the spread. Brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Potawatomi, you can play for points down there. Double them up, triple them up, five times points. Going with our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Downtown downtown milwaukee all right you've got three games i've got three games let's do this give me your first game ben 
I'm going to start with the Packers game, believe it or not. I talked myself into the Vikings for months heading into the season, but honestly, now that everybody also agrees that the Vikings are going to win, I'm picking the Packers minus one and a half on Sunday. Packers minus one and a half on Sunday. I'm going south. Saints, Falcons, New Orleans, five and a half. I'm going to go with the Saints to cover, beat it, win it, and go over the 42 and a half. I like the Saints against the Falcons. Falcons stink on ice. I'm going to take the Saints on the road, by the way, in Mercedes Stadium. There you have it. Give me your next one. All right. The next one, my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, The Lions, while I love them, they have become my second team in a way. They are dealing with uh, injuries all over the interior of their line. I think the Eagles are going to be the darling of the NFC this season next to the other elite teams. Eagles minus four. Taking the Eagles minus four. Me, I'm taking the 49ers. 49ers minus seven over the Bears. I think the 49ers beat the hell out of the Bears. I think the Bears stink. I think their offensive line stinks. Their weaponry stinks. uh, And uh, their stadium stinks. I'm going to take the 49ers. Giving away seven. 49ers going to cover. Go beyond. 49ers get the win. Book it. Wow. Road favorite Bill. That's big stuff right there. There you have it. Uh, My last one. I said it last hour. I love the Steelers this season. I think Trubisky has slept on a bit, but six and a half underdogs in Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are good, but we know what happens when teams lose the Super Bowl. It's usually not as great the next season. I like the Steelers plus six and a half. You got the Steelers getting the six and a half in Cincinnati. Your Steelers, my ass. (laughs) Your Steelers. Who are you kidding? You're so full of it. Uh, Tonight's contest. Buffalo on the road in L.A. Buffalo two and a half. I'm taking it. I'm going to take the Bills again. A road team gets a win. I know they're going to be geeked. I know they're going to be hoisting banners. I know everybody's fired up. Josh Allen's got pressure. Everybody thinks he's going to win the MVP. But I think this is it. And I'm sure down the hall right now, one Randy Hawk, director of network operations, is doing handsprings, dancing his ass off at Midwest Family Broadcasting because I'm picking his bills to not only win, but to cover. And Josh Allen on his way to what many will say will be an MVP season. I think he loses it, but I think uh, Josh Allen's going to be up there. But I'm going to say that Matthew Stafford, the elbow, uh, they've lost a couple of players. They're still drunk with happiness coming off of last year's victory. The Rams lose the opener to the Bills. I'll take the Bills giving up two and a half. Ooh, Randy's actually going to the game. I think he's on his way now. Is he really? Is yeah. he on his way to L.A.? To Los Good Angeles. For him. All right. So I, I have these written down. I will track it throughout the season. I think it works okay. on Thursday because Thursday night football, obviously, right before the right. week gets going. So, yeah, I'll track it. Usually I'm the worst NFL picker spread wise ever. So if people want to make money, you take the opposite of what I think. But we'll see how it goes to start. There you go. So that's the way it pays out. Brought to you by our friends. It pays big. PaysBig.com. That's Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, and you can stop downtown Milwaukee. Great place, whether it's just going to the 360 bar, stopping in for a bite to eat, or going in and dropping a few to see if you can't walk away a very lucky winner. That is our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. PaysBig.com, whether it's the casino, hotel, dining shows, bingo sessions, whatever, Firekeepers Club, that's Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Good stuff. Did you notice the porn bots came back during the fantasy segment? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's a different kind of fantasy there. 
Right. Oh, there you go. Dynamite drop in from one Ben Kenny. Yeah, the porn bots went crazy over on the uh, over on YouTube. So they started popping up. Pardon the pun. So we had to delete the bots. Uh, and Cheddarball says, uh, "Oh, you guys must have been surfing the site. It has nothing to do with us surfing anything. It comes through. It comes through YouTube. And what I've learned is." The 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 porn bots they they just start scanning, and they look for um, podcasts or they look for video that they just land on, and it just it's just random. It just flies through, and it's just a a, a website that scams you, and it sends it through, and it kind of goes from there. But uh, the porn bots found us just a little while ago during Paul Charchian's segment. I thought it was funny. Who do you start, Candy Apples or Linda Lovelace? One of the two. <laughs> That Talk about your fantasy that they like to blow. That's <laughs> on that note. Mike Clemens next to the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Very excited, man, and can't wait. Uh, been preparing for this time to come for a while now, so it's finally here and I'm ready. Any extra incentive or anything along those lines? Or? Nah, Because they, they did let you go, you know, They did, they did, and I came to the other side. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a game. I love, and I just can't wait to go against my old team. Have you been exchanging texts with any of your former teammates at all, or you've been telling them, watch out, I'm coming for you, or anything like that? <laughs> nah, you're trying to get a story. Always trying to get a story. That's what we do. That's what we do. Welcome back to the program. Zedaria Smith giving his thoughts on the upcoming contest. Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for a family stay or maybe going to the game, hanging out. The Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. The Bay Motel, South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them for reservations. 920 920- 494 3441 920 494 3441 or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. And uh, Mike Clemens now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you been, buddy? Pretty good. Um, you know, you, you're, it's week one. Both these teams are pretty healthy, uh, relatively speaking. And, you know, you're kind of looking for stories. And, you know, you got when I asked Matt LaFleur about yesterday about, you know, going to that uh, wedding of Sean McVeigh. And sitting there talking to Kevin O'Connell and them both knowing by that time the schedule's out and the next time these guys would meet would be week one at U.S. Bank Stadium and Kevin would be the head coach of the Vikings, the rival Vikings, and Matt would be entering his fourth season. And I said, did you guys talk about that at all? No, 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 no. And then he just went on a nice little rant about what a great young man Kevin O'Connell is and, you know, as an NFL quarterback and a guy that learned under Sean McVay and, um, I asked him if he had a slice of the – Sean McVay and his beautiful bride had a Lombardi Trophy wedding cake. Did you see pictures of that last spring? I did, yeah. yeah. That was – that was uh, – that was uh, – wasn't the cake boss or somebody that did that cake for him too? Was that the guy that did it? Yeah. Well, then that means yeah. it was good because, you know, sometimes the decorative cakes, they can be fun to look at, but when you actually cut into them <laughs> you – know, Right, right. Oh, you know, they're nasty. You know, yeah, they're like rice right. cakes. Right, so and then you know, of course, he didn't want to go there because you just, you can't get all floor off topic. We've got a game this week, and and uh, you know, so today he's you know he's not talking about uh, Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins really, or or even Robert Tunyon, who's was listed as limited yesterday. 
So I don't know if those guys are going to be able to play or not. They, you know, he talked about uh, reluctantly about you know, look, it's a medical decision, and you want me to. He actually said, "You want me to bring the doctor in here because it's you know, these guys they 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 do certain drills, and then they come back in, and the trainers look at them, and then they go home, and there's there's stuff that they've got to do at home for treatments, and they come back in the next morning, and they check in with the doctors and say, you know, so how's it feel after 24 hours? How's it feel after 48 hours? Well, how how are we doing for swelling? And it just goes day to day to day month after month, you know, and, and trying to get that rehab. But, of course, the big story is like the clip that Ben played there is Zadarius. I mean, he comes out on Monday and says, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, I am looking forward to playing these guys. It, I'm, You know, that he may have even given up an offer to the Ravens so that he could join the Vikings and join Mike Smith, you know, his former outside linebacker coach, and go after these Packers twice a year. So you remember last March – when we were in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine and we got to talk to Brian Gutekunst off to the side, I was kind of surprised that more of these folks were not asking questions about Zadarius Smith. Who knows if a healthy Zadarius Smith last year might have been the one last thing that could have helped put them over the top and get them into the Super Bowl. So I asked Goody, you know, should Zadarius Smith, should he have opted for that back surgery earlier in the year? Um, and what are the chances that he's going to be back with Green Bay this season? Yeah, I mean, you can't predict injuries, and, and um, you know, so, like, I, you know, I don't really think there's anything we could have done differently, but uh, it was it was tough. It would have been nice to have him out there the whole the whole time because uh, our defense was playing at a very high level, but uh, what, what Zedarius can bring, um, you know, is, is, is certainly something we missed at times, you know. I'm really proud of Rashawn and Jonathan Garvin and Preston and those guys, the way they picked up the slack, but uh, Zedarius is a really, really good player. But um, uh, as we move forward, we'll kind of work through that. The uh, the story broke yesterday with Tyler Dunn uh, when he was talking about Zedarius, and I, I'm sure, Mike, like you said, it was all a buzz that Zedarius felt he was mistreated in Green Bay. Yeah, we knew that Tyler went and visited the Vikings camp earlier this summer. Zedarius sat down, and, you know, we'd had that clip from Zedarius uh, when he arrived in Minnesota saying, yeah, I was lifting weights last summer, bulging disc, um, and, you know, I opted for a surgery that Rob Gronkowski had gotten, you know, from these, this team out in L.A. But as you had, you know, Tyler Dunn, the reporter, who got the story yesterday on your show that said, you know, the fact is the Packers thought, hey, just do the training, and we think you can avoid surgery and get back on the field. So Darius was trying to think long-term and saying, hey, my agent and my doctor say, no, have it done now, and it could extend your career for a couple of years. And so, you know, this was Tyler on your show yesterday talking about this situation with Zedarius Smith. Zedarius Smith, give me the veracity which which he feels, say, the revenge factor for the Green Bay Packers. He wasn't upset about contract stuff. He's told me that he, that, that wasn't the source of his frustration, his anger, that it was the Packers wanting him to play. You know, they told him, yeah, well, we're going to shave this down, and he made that decision to do it. It sounds like the team wasn't happy with it. And let's not forget, I mean, he did play. He came back in the playoffs. Well, he did. Uh, he just feels like he was slighted in some way, shape, or form, I guess, uh, you know, Mike. And, and uh, you know, yesterday, not many people wanted to talk about it, even though that story was kind of running rampant through the uh, through the locker room. Right. And so Zedarius is saying, you know, by December – you know, he felt like he was on an island, like, you know, okay, so because I had the surgery, you guys think that I'm letting you down as a team, that maybe even some of the other players were ignoring him. Maybe there's something, 
And the other thing is that, you know, Rashawn Gary just continues to grow. And then you say, all right, do we need to bring back a guy who, you know, Zadarius is turning 30 today. And so you got Russ Ball and those guys saying, do we really want to pay him $15 million next year with a bulging disc situation? Or do we just move on with some of these younger guys? And, you know, you heard Goodikins right there already with the new depth chart. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Jonathan Garvin. When they start naming your replacements, that means they're already thinking about moving on from you. So yesterday, Matt LaFleur was asked, okay, Zadarius Smith has, you know, revealed how he felt, how last year went, and being released by the Packers. Uh, what's your comment to what Zadarius had to say? Again, I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of how things transpired. So I'll just leave it at that. If Z does get to you, do you expect a little extra trash talk from him or not when, he, uh, when he's on the ground with you? No. We'll see. Aaron, what is your response to that, that he said he was treated badly here last year? I mean, what do you remember from that situation? <laughs> I, w- I was made aware of that, and uh, I don't want to add any fuel to the fire. I'll just uh, echo exactly what Matt said. Which, you know, nobody's talking about. And that's odd for Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers usually will tell you what's going on or what he thinks about certain people, but he did not elaborate at all. Rodgers right now has got Matt LaFleur's back 110%. But then there was even a moment yesterday where someone said, you know, this this relationship between you and LaFleur continues to grow. Now, sometimes you had your ups and downs with Mike McCarthy, right? And Rodgers goes, wait a minute, who said that? Right. And the reporter said, well, I mean, you know, they said, oh, so you're saying that, huh? Okay, fine. All right, go ahead. What's your question? So, like, Rodgers was trying to put that out there, like, you know, Mike McCarthy and I never had a personal thing going on. Mike McCarthy's staff and, you know, that situation was getting stale, and that's something that the guys upstairs decided they needed to do. That wasn't because I personally wasn't getting along with McCarthy. Okay, I don't know. Might be revisionist history, Aaron. We'll have to see. In the meantime, I asked Rodgers this. You know, how many, remember when Rodgers came in here and you had Lovey Smith who said, you know, my number one goal is to beat the Green Bay Packers. And he had, you know, he had Brian Erlocker there, you know, middle linebacker. And today, here, you know, you've got Matt LaFleur is four years into this gig. He's already the longest tenured head coach in the NFC North. And so I said to Aaron, you know, here come the Vikings now after you, buddy. You know, they've retooled not just only to beat your team, but to beat you with Mike Patton, the former defensive coordinator here he's now the assistant head coach mike smith the guy that you know rashawn gary broke down in tears how much he loved him as an outside linebacker coach he's over there now coaching zadaria smith and you got shannon sullivan in their backfield too and i asked aaron you know what do you what do you take from that well it's those guys and then it's the other guys on the other side of the ball that they got too they got some they got some talent on both sides of the ball and they've been uh you know the uh second best team in the division it feels like the last couple years everybody's trying to knock us off i remember we played them at home and in, in i think it was 18 and uh early in the season and everson was talking about uh you know we're the kings of the north now uh neither of us i think that year were the kings of the north um but, but yeah it's it's always a battle you know it's the history of the rivalry with chicago and i think it's the kind of the border animosity between the people of Minnesota and Wisconsin that add some fuel to this rivalry. 
That's a great quote. Uh, it's the history with Chicago, but it's more so the animosity between Minnesota and Green Bay that adds to the rivalry. But uh, going to the uh, nuts and bolts, the new 3-4 defense that the Vikings are going to be playing, no, it's it's nothing that's unfamiliar to Aaron Rodgers. No, and you got Ed Donatello in there. He's 65 years old. And, you know, besides Daniel Hunter and you and you got Zadarius now back there on the edge, you know, Eric Kendricks has been there now uh, all through the Zimmer era of last year. And so we asked him about are the Vikings excited to unveil their new 3-4 D, defense Sunday against the Packers. Hey, you know, you know, we're excited to just put it on display. You know, obviously um, we can only do so much talking at this point of the year. I'm beyond blessed that, this, you know, I mentioned my eighth season. I get to showcase my abilities here again, and I'm looking forward to, you know, being top dog. Let's go. Speaking of talking, do you say much to Rodgers during the game, or do you just kind of not engage? I'm kind of like in a in – a, I get to the games and I kind of like, you know, I want to say a blackout a little bit. So, you know, maybe I do talk to him, maybe I don't. You know, see, it's a different Eric out there. Uh, speaking of uh, guys that play, that'd be Kirk Cousins. Uh, last year, Mike, he had a really solid – the team wasn't winning, obviously, but he had a really solid season statistically to, through about week 12, week 13, and you thought you, very quietly he could have been, had an MVP season. And now they had an offensive-minded head coach in O'Connell, and so Kirk was said, you know, with these weapons you got, Delvin Cook got Justin Jefferson coming back. They just pricked up the speedy Jalen Rieger in a trade. Uh, you still got Adam Thielen out there. The offensive line has improved. Hey, the NFL Network was predicting maybe Kirk Cousins could be the NFL MVP this season. Here's what Kirk said. I, you know, it's it's about the Vikings as a team uh, being in a good place. And I think they're saying, if they're saying that, they're saying that because they're excited about, you know, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter because uh, – uh, I know that for me, um, you know, team is how I'm able to have success at the quarterback position. And um, I think it's uh, also good content on a Wednesday morning <laughs> when they're trying to fill a segment. So I think it's, a, you know, it's the farthest thing from our minds. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and finding a way to beat them is really all that we're focused on. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break, come back, uh, and we'll uh, continue our discussion with Mike Clements uh, up in Green Bay covering the pack. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our sole focus is on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we know this is going to be a, a great challenge, as it always is. Anytime you play a team with you know as much talent, great coaching, and, and kind of success uh, that this team has had, we got a huge challenge in front of us. But we uh, we got off to a great start uh, this week, practice-wise. We'll have another few days of preparation before we get to go to U.S. Bank Stadium in front of our great fans and, and get this thing rolling. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Enjoying the day today. Getting ready for football coming up tonight. Looking forward to that. Mike Clemens joining us uh, on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at San Giorgio and Calderon Club, downtown Milwaukee, Old World, 3rd Street, right across the street from the Hyatt. And, uh, man, there is no better place for Italian food than San Giorgio and Calderon Club. They pair it up with Cider Boys at a point brewing, but... Man, they do such an incredibly good job down there. Both uh, the Bill Michaels dishes, either side, you can't go wrong, hint, hint. Mike Clemens on the line. So, Mike, um, you know, obviously that's Kevin O'Connell. 
the uh, the head coach now of the Minnesota Vikings. Looking forward to it's not it's not Mike Zimmer anymore. No. It's not grumpy old Zim anymore, is it? Yeah, he he sounds like he's got life, like he's actually alive. Young, positive, just it just you know you go from old school and hard knocks, which you know Zim tried, and he won a lot of football games. But now you've got young, positive player coach, you know, uh, and and then you got this you know quasi Adolfo Mensa, the new forty one year old analytics guy out of Princeton, who's their GM time with the 49ers and the Browns, and they made four trades in the last 10 days of training camp. They said goodbye to, you know, Sean Mannion, who they faced last year uh, in the pickup game, Kellen Munn, and they bring in Nick Mullins. They've made changes on the, uh, uh, on the offensive line, on the defensive line, because it's like, hey, if we can save a million and a half and bring in some guy and the Texans as a second-round pick and he's on a crappy team, he can, we can get the same for him for less money. So, you know, I was even talking to Josh Myers, the Packers center, yesterday. I said, has it been kind of tough to, to prep? He goes, yeah. We're looking at a Texans tape. We're looking at all these other places where the, some of these players come from. But yesterday was a, a pretty good story from Aaron Rodgers because this thing came out in the Badgers camp where, you know, number 15, their safety, Don, uh, John Torquio, says he remembers. I swear, I says, I was a little kid. We were grow- I was growing up in Berkeley. My dad, Jay, was a quarterback for them back in 83, and Aaron Rodgers came to our house and was our babysitter and washing windows. And Aaron Rodgers said, that's not quite the way I remember it. Talking to somebody with a good memory, and I definitely remember going over to, to Jay, his father's house, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things in the summer we were trying to make some, make some money, and I, I got paired up with my good buddy David Loney, uh, who was our Australian punter, and we had a window-washing business. So naturally, we hit up some of the, you know, alumni. Uh, I think his memory is a little bit off because what we us- was usually going on, and this is not a lie, and David can probably back me up on this whether he wants to or not if you track him down in the Gold Coast of Australia. But um, he was, you know, 6'5", good-looking, tall. You know, he was hanging inside with the, you know, the kids and the and the and the moms. I was outside busting my ass, <laughs> getting those windows done. But uh, so if, if Mr. Torgio remembers anything, it was probably David Loney inside and not myself because I was outside humping it on those, uh, those windows. But it was a good time. Me and Dave had a lot of fun, and there were a lot of great alumni who, uh, who uh, took care of us, uh, you know. But it was, it was not easy work. It was some, some tough days. Did you know that John was playing at Wisconsin? I just, you know, I, somebody sent me that article. And Dave and I still keep in touch a little bit, and it's still one of our jokes about how literally that summer he was inside in the air conditioning, you know, hanging out, eating snacks and drinking rosé, and I was outside, you know, with the, with the wipers busting my ass, you know, <laughs> dying outside. But, uh, but, you know, so let me just, I, I wonder if he remembers that. You should ask him. I'd like to hear back. There you go. Aaron Rodgers, uh, a window washer years ago. I'm through with a squeegee. Yeah. <laughs> Out there, there was a squeegee trying to get the streaks out while his buddy's in there working on the Housewives of Berkeley, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. He stopped short of saying, yeah, he's in there schmoozing a housewife, you know? Uh, yeah, he was just well, in there. Well, he was. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he's. When the microphones are done, he's like, man. And then he tells a story I can't tell on the air. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Mike, good stuff. And I will see you in Minneapolis. See you up there, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go, Mike Clemens. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. 
And then uh, in about 20 minutes, we're going to get the Vikings side of things. So we got a lot left to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.